Welcome to Nucleus Strength, a podcast devoted to movement, health, and well-being. My name is Eric. Please join me for our next session focusing on talking. All you need are your ears. I've gotten feedback that I should perhaps, in my podcast, let people know what my background is and some of my personal history. Specifically for my client, you might not know where I come from, and that's a very valid point. So this episode is just going to give you some of my history and a little bit of my perspective. Feel free to join me in listening. I grew up and was raised in a somewhat rural, conservative town, and I um, was a sedentary child. I was what you would call a couch potato. I'm not sure what the kids today would call it, but I watched a lot of television. And up until I was around 15 years old, at which point I joined the marching band. And it was on a whim. I had no, I really, I had no real idea what I was doing. I'd never seen one before, really, besides like on movies. But I didn't put together what it was that I was actually joining. And I discovered that I really loved to move in time to music. I just found it very, very enjoyable. It's great to do great depths. Um, towards the end of my high school career in, a, in the band, I started to realize that I really loved the, the uh, pageantry side of marching bands, so the flags, rifles, sabers, props, and equipment, because you got to use your body a lot more expressively and a lot bigger and more directly really to the music rather than producing music and just walking your legs. I really enjoyed that a lot more. So I took up that as a passion. Um, at the same time, after high school, my parents, thank God, signed me up for a satellite campus of our local state college, and they just dropped me off. I had no idea what was going on. They just dropped me off, sent me on my way, and I spent a couple, two years there fulfilling all of my requisite courses. I and mean, I wasn't really ready to make a decision on a major yet, so I took some time off, and I worked in a loan processing company, which I was fortunate enough to get a job to do. And the few years I was there, I realized I'm just not at all happy in an environment where I have to see the same people every day. The people were lovely. I just found it to be stagnant for me personally. So I decided to go back to school to get an undergraduate degree in psychology because I thought that was a, a nice universal sort of degree to get. And during my last year in undergraduate, I took a dance class, a modern dance class, and I really fell in love with it and um, decided to pursue a degree in dance, as one, as one does. I was lucky enough for my parents, who were very supportive, paid for my first, first degree, and I'm very thankful for that. So that, that's a, quite, a, quite a lucky thing that happened for me. Um, that not, not everyone has in their life. Uh, after I graduated, I went to school for dance and a couple of years there, I graduated uh, that school. I graduated from this, uh, so I have a degree in psychology, graduated summa cum laude, degree in psychology, and then I graduated summa cum laude from a, for a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Dance. And um, during this time, uh, around you know high school to finishing college, I realized that I was quite adept at helping other people understand how to move their bodies in a, a safe manner so that they could achieve whatever the goal was. I was quite skilled at helping them in a way that wasn't neg- didn't seem to be negative to them. It seemed to be a very positive experience for both me 
and the person I was teaching. I was a choreographer in Seattle and I had a great success personally on a very strong interpersonal level with da- working with dancers to help them achieve things that maybe they didn't think they could do. Not in terms of uh, versatility and pyrotechnics, but just in terms of expression and putting themselves into the movement and oftentimes how to move in a way that was um, safer for them, more intuitive. Um, so I was have a degree, have these degrees. I'm a choreographer. I had some performances in New York City. They went really well. I was living in Seattle at the time, so my, that's where his school was. And I decided to move to New York City on a lark. So I moved here without New York City without a job, without any real friends or a place to stay. And I wanted to get, to get a job in a gym because I have a dance degree. What else am I going to do? You know, I didn't want to become a physical therapist because they don't see clients long term. And I really like... I really like working with people on a long-term basis. So I thought personal training would be great. I didn't have a personal training degree. I didn't really have a yoga degree in Pilates. I've been do- doing yoga in Pilates by now for, oh gosh, by this time, about 10 years, my early 30s. And um, so I had to get degree, um, certifications in those things and personal training. I jumped all those hoops and I got a job at a local gym uh, in Manhattan. And then I'd been doing full-time training ever since then as a career. I worked in gyms and now I own my own uh, small studio that's just me by myself. And um, I've been very fortunate in that I've had these opportunities to help me get to where I am in life. Um, What I've discovered is that by working with people across these different facets is that people tend to work best when you can speak to them in their language, in a language that they personally understand for them. People are individuals and tend to do best when uh, you interact with them in an individual manner that's logical to them. And um, so not everyone needs to be doing the same exercises. Not everyone needs to be doing the same anything to receive the benefits of exercise and movement. So it's been very, very foundational to me as I progress in my understanding. Specifically for this podcast, I have tried to um, underscore the innate value of thinking about how you feel, acknowledging that you have feelings, and taking action on that. Do you feel comfortable? It's an essential question. If you're not in comfort to start an exercise, the exercise is not as beneficial and as efficient as it could be over the long term. So by listening to yourself, you'll be your own best teacher for what works best for you. And again, everyone's different. It doesn't work for everybody. But in my experience, people who don't start there eventually end up there with injuries or just as a matter of life. If you've never thought about how you feel and you suddenly you're in a place where how you feel matters, you have to learn how to teach yourself that you A, have feelings, and B, what are those feelings, and C, how do you deal with them? So I think that's very important to be able to establish a sense of how your body feels because feelings and emotions are, are very akin to where you are in every aspect of your life. Specifically, um, people always, especially with the podcast, I can't... You know, I can't have a lot of fancy equipment because everyone's, not one has access to the same things. So where I'm left with the floor, and much to my chagrin, because 
prior to perhaps popular belief, the floor is actually the most aggressive place to exercise. It's flat and unyielding. And people come in all different shapes and sizes, and those shapes and sizes aren't always amenable, or I would say rarely amenable, to the flat surface that is the floor. So things like cushions, pads, pillows, bands, props, straps, you name it, are really quite beneficial across the spectrum for helping people gain a, a place of comfort and stress-free in their exercise practice. Using a prop or anything other than the floor does not make you less than, does not make you weaker. It's there to make you stronger. It doesn't mean that you're a weak person or need or are looking out for handouts. That's just what your body needs to function optimally. And you may need that certain prop in that certain position for your entire life, and that is okay. This thought that working, exercising without anything is the starting block is erroneous. It's actually, in a lot of ways, the most advanced person, most advanced manner. And for many people, it should not even be the goal because most people will need some sort of support in their life. We all need varying levels of support throughout our lives. That's no different when it comes to exercise. So I think that is, I'm hoping that comes across in the podcast as well. And the other interesting thing for me is I've taught large groups, I've taught small groups, I teach one-on-one mostly. But for my career, I've taught at least, at least five or six classes every week, nonstop. Mostly Pilates, some yoga. Um, I'd say yoga at least once a week, the rest would be Pilates. But uh, so I've taught groups for a, a very, very long time. I've seen a lot of different people. And what I've also come to understand is people process visually what their neighbor is doing. I could be right next to them saying it and doing it, but someone who is two rows away from me will be looking at their neighbor and just visually copying their neighbor in advance of what I'm de- both demonstrating and saying. So that, I think, is troublesome in terms of thinking about how you feel. Chances are you're not thinking about how you feel if you're just following along what someone else does visually. And I understand people have different levels of hearing, and sometimes people people's auditory capacity is not the same across the spectrum, and I understand that. But I also have the experience that by focusing on strengthening your auditory skills and your ability to listen and follow directions over time can improve just by, just by not always watching other people. So I feel that a podcast is actually the real optimal place to exercise because you're, you're not, not going to watch anybody. You actually have to actually think about what I've said and then go through it. I tried not to do too many complex things. I try and restate over and over where we're starting from and where we're going because I know it's hard to remember where you started from and where you where you go. Lord knows, I don't know where I was yesterday, let alone what exercise we're, we're working on currently. So I think it's highly beneficial for people to listen and process movement by listening instead of just watching with maybe listening once in a while. I have just found that to be a really, really efficient and extremely healthy and beneficial way of working. Again, not for everyone. No one thing's going to work for everyone. But for a vast majority of people, I found that to be very, very beneficial. And um, I guess that's the other thing I want to touch on before. It's been a while now. I keep talking. 
I want to touch on. Um, the thing that's hardest for me to see in my industry is when someone says, oh, this is good for everybody. That is hard because no one thing is great for everybody. They can say this will help a great deal of people and that's wonderful. But no one thing is going to be great for everyone because not everyone can do the same things or should be doing the same things. So when you see someone who does not offer you different ways to approach the same exercise or the same movement, just acknowledge that. You can think of it like this. You wouldn't want to go to a doctor who just gives everyone the same pill at the same dosage regardless of who's in front of them. You wouldn't want to do that because that doctor is not looking at you as an individual. The same thing is true for your movement. You want to be aware of the level of instruction that you're getting. It really does matter. Yes, we all want to be challenged by doing things that are just a little bit out of our grasp, but how you can get there varies person to person, and some ways are truly safer long-term than others. Yeah. Well, I have blathered on for longer than I anticipated. Thank you so much for listening to me. I hope this helped give a little snippet of what my perspective is and where the podcast is and why I've chosen to do what I do a little bit. My name is Eric again. Please feel free to reach out to me at NucleusStrength.com, N-U-C-L-E-U-S-S-T-R-E-N-G-T-H dot C-O-M via the internet. Same name, Nucleus Strength on Instagram. Yours in good health. Thank you so much for joining me. I look forward to exercising with you in the future. Thanks a lot. Bye.